two ladies exploring the personal stories and experiences of women in ufology and the paranormal. Good evening and welcome to the next episode of Women of the Dark. A few technical issues tonight, Abs, but we are on and we are recording. How are you? Um, well, I'm I'm better now. Things is like here and working. Yeah. Modern <laughs> and technology. I can see you and I can hear you. Excellent. That's Which a good start. Good. Right, so it's just you and I tonight, and we're just going to be going down some rabbit holes, talking about what's been going on in the world of uh, anything UFO-y, paranormal-y stuff. Anything um, strange as well. Yes. So have you been up to anything uh, recently that you need to tell us about? Uh, I've just been trying to catch up on bits and pieces of... I got that article out, the new article out. It's not a very long one, but I think it's quite relevant to what's happening at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing, I've done another investigation um, and just catching up on some research and trying to get stuff done. But you've been busy. I have. Um, UFO Identified have been guests this week on Liverpool Community Radio. Um, so we met the guys who run the paranormal show on um, Liverpool Community Radio Station at the um, recent Liverpool meetup, which was very successful, and they invited us on the show. So myself and Sasha, who co-hosts the Liverpool Meet with me, went down um, to their radio station and we recorded for a couple of hours with them, um, talking all things sort of ufo and paranormal with them. Um, so, yeah, it was a really great experience um, to be in a proper bona fide recording studio with your cans on your head. I thought I'd arrived. <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures. They looked awesome. But it was it, it was good fun. Yeah, these meetings, they're a good way of making connections and getting connected with people, and it gets everything out there. Yeah. Uh, so just to, to let the listeners know, we have got um, regular monthly meetings now um, happening in Manchester and in Liverpool. And we are just looking at getting some set up um, towards sort of Wigany, Prestony, Southporty way. Um, we have put a shout out on social media and on our website asking for any of our um, members to give us ideas where they'd like meetings to take place um and i think um abs you'll probably lead on that won't you to to create another forum i think i owned a whole can of worms with that because we had some um suggestions for southampton or east right over in yorkshire the other side of the the country they were coming in from everywhere and one from ireland and i I was like this is this going to be, is it going to be a monthly meeting or is it going to be a, like a yearly road show? Yeah. Have to take it on the road. Yeah. It's, and I know we have talked about making us mobile before now, haven't we? Yeah, well, we, we're discussing whether we were all going to do like the Minicon in, in like the central area, like Manchester, like we did before. Yeah. Or whether we're going to do 
a series of small mini cons in different areas because I'm finding our members are not just Northwest. No. They are up and down the country. We've got uh, suggestions for Derbyshire. Mm-hmm. South I think, I think Southampton to go and do a, a couple of hours of a meet is a little far to commute for one for one day, to be honest. I, I, <laughs> I mean, absolutely, it's a little bit far to go. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's no saying we can't do our meet-up in a couple of these places, maybe one mm-hmm. every three months. Yeah, absolutely. I'm well up for a road trip, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, maybe one every three months, just in a different area, just just to connect yeah, with those places. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't been to any of our meetups before, they are very informal. They normally happen in the pub, which is always a great place for a meeting. And they are a safe space for anybody to come and have a chat. You don't have to speak if you don't want to. Um, to be in a safe space with people who are like-minded, who are not going to judge you. And we just talk general stuff about our own experiences, the experiences of others, and general stuff that's going on within the UFO um, field. But I know... One of the things that came up in the Liverpool session um, last week was that seems to be this stagnancy around British ufology at the moment. And the same old, same old is being rehashed everywhere. You turn on the telly and, oh, here's another one about Rendlesham Forest. Boring. How many of those have we seen? Same people being interviewed, same presenters presenting. We've got lots of new cases. We've got lots of new evidence. Why are we not seeing a bit of oomph in ufology? What's happening, Abs, and why is it not going down? Why are we not seeing somebody even doing, not saying that it is, this is definitely UFO, this is, but some sort of documentary on the sightings that's happening around. I think it's just, I was watching UFO Week, and it's the same stuff that was on last year and the year before. It's the same people, same programmes. There's absolutely nothing new and no mm-hmm. new information. It's just rehashed. Some of it's not even rehashed. It's just repeats. Yeah. And it's boring, we, quite frankly. We know this stuff. It's been done to death. Yeah. And then you people saying, well, really, there's been nothing happening since then. Well, there is. Mm-hmm. it. We've had 500 more reports just in Britain, and we're not that big. No. In the last year, we put reports out regularly and they're getting buried or ignored or it's like you're sending, we send it to all the papers. Mm-hmm. Do they pick it up? You get maybe a little bit of a blurb or somebody shows some interest, but then it will get shut down. Mm. But we found this year, I mean, if you look back, you sent out, we split the work between us for the Freedom of Information Act request. We all mm-hmm. sent them out. Yeah. I own half a dozen back. Yeah. So so each year, um, UFO identified, um, we write a Freedom of Information request out to every single police force in the United Kingdom. And we send them a nice letter and ask them for... Um, statistics and information on any reports that they have had from the general public um, around sightings of UAPs, UFOs. We put all of the different terminology in, don't we, to capture everything, really. Um, And we do, some people ignore us, 
some people just say, oh, we haven't got that information. Some people say um, there's too much information and it's going to take us too long to give you that information. Yet we do get a few police forces that will reply with a handful of bits of information. But um, as a handful, there are far yeah. more. I've just completely ignored this. Some have been openly rude and saying it's a waste of your time. Yeah. And a lot of them are saying they've found this little loophole. It is not in the public interest to spend money on this. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? It's it's their loophole to shut to shut it down. Mm-hmm. They don't have to give us the information. Scotland, on the other hand, wow, they just release everything. Yeah. And they investigate everything. Yeah. And they'll go out and check and look. And they seem far more progressive. Down here, they don't want to know. No. No, it's a very laborious task, isn't it? For it, it turns into a bit of a grapple for information, really, and information that should be freely available. You know, the thing us. is the Freedom of Information Act, but yeah. it doesn't seem to be worth the paper it's printed on because they can find a way around it. Mm. We're not getting the information that we should be getting. Yeah. Why do you think it is that we're seeing the same old, same old presenters and people being interviewed? What? Why do you think people are not interested in hearing from the up-and-coming people in British ufology like ourselves? There's, there's many other people out there too, but what, why are we rehashing the same old people? I think people are interested, but it's another way to kill the topic. If you bring people, people will switch off. Yeah. And and it's safe. The information's yeah. out there. They don't have to do any real work because the information is already there. They don't have to go and pay researchers. They don't have to go out and actually do the work. And they're not taking a chance on a face that's not well known because nobody knows us. Our faces won't sell a TV programme on Blaze or... Yeah. Discovery Channel because nobody knows us. Yeah. But you stick one uh, you stick Georgio up there or Nick Pope up there. Everybody knows them. Mm-hmm. Love them or hate them, everybody knows them. Yeah. It yeah, just makes things so boring and stagnant though. It does, especially when there's so much coming out and nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. You've got Chile, Mexico, Canada, America. I mean, all right, this stuff, it might not be extraterrestrial. It could be, um, how, how do I put this? It could be a foreign government. Mm-hmm. Necessarily mean it's extraterrestrial. But we're not even getting a chance to investigate because they'll go, oh, there was this sighting. They've seen this. They've tracked this. And all of a sudden, you can't get information on it for love nor money. No. Gone. It's wiped. Mm. I would like to know why. <laughs> and and there's not many of us ladies out there either giving exposure in British ufology um at the moment and I know it's something we've harped on about on our show previously but it is the likes of Nick Pope and those same old same old faces and we've Every got something they, to say they bring a um Linda Moulton Howe yeah but usually only if there's a cow in it uh-huh <laughs> Because that's what she's more yeah. famous for. Uh-huh. Nothing about the fact that she was the only woman 
in her university course to do um, investigative journalism, the amount mm -hmm. of work she won for her other stuff. Yeah. She's known for cows. Yeah. So they bring her out every now and again. Where's the rest of them? It's mm -hmm. not like there. We are there. You go on Twitter. There's just as many women messaging as mm. men. Yeah. We've interviewed a few. We've had some excellent conversations with the Lord. Yeah, we're just trying to give people a voice, aren't we? We're trying to get that voice of women within that field recognised and heard. A lot of them don't want to put their comfort zone either. Mm. They're quite happy to research it and they're quite happy to talk it anonymously on Twitter and things like that. But do they really want to put their face out there? Mm -hmm. I mean, all these ones that are on the TV, yeah, they've been ridiculed just the same as we have. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, because of the media and how it drums into you that your image is everything, yeah. they don't want to it. No. We need, we need to glam it up. We need somebody to pick us up on a cable channel somewhere and give us a little little show. Stick us a stage makeup on, put us in good jeans and let us go. And a great padded bra for a bit of uplift. <laughs> oh, Jesus, we'll be cooking on gas. <laughs> <laughs> or hydrogen. You never know these days. No, indeedy. So one of the things that we are looking for and we have been for quite some time now is um every year as a lot of you know we have our mini con um in october each year and we have lots of guest speakers on there guest presenters from all over the world that come and talk about everything ufology abs and i for some time have wanted to go through regression to see what we can see what it brings really because neither of us have really gone down that rabbit hole before but both of us feel that we have had some experiences in our lives that could benefit from a regression so I don't know if you you feel happy to talk about what you perhaps want to get out of that abs but one of the things we are putting a shout out for is anybody who is a reliable and trustworthy bona fide regression therapist if you could please get in touch with us um through facebook through twitter through instagram or on our website at www.ufoidentified.co.uk we would be really really interested in hearing from you um and doing some work with you because really we would like to go through that regression together um, and present something at conference this coming October about what happened from that regression. Did it work? Did it not work? Did it show us anything? Did it not? So I don't Did know if you want to elaborate on that a little bit from your perspective, Abs. Yeah, I just I just want to know if it will bring memories to the fore, if it's a useful tool mm -hmm. yeah. for people who think that they have been abducted. I want to know if it's a useful tool just in general. Yeah. And if it really does work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had missing time and it wasn't alcohol induced. All of the <laughs> episodes of that in the past. Um, these are ones where I was actually driving. So yeah, I was fully awake and alert. 
So, and I would, and I'd like to know one way or another. I would like an answer. Uh-huh. And, and we're quite I, prepared I, I, for it not to yield what we think it will yield. If it doesn't work, if it, if it comes out that we didn't learn anything mm -hmm. or it was completely mundane, the, the results are the results. Yeah. We don't fudge results. We don't um, dramatise or exaggerate our results. They are what they are. It's the mm -hmm. same as if it's a drone, it's a drone. I'm not going to tell you, you've got a wacky triangle up there when it's just a kid from three doors down missing his drone. Yeah. We'll tell you it's the truth because that mm -hmm. is what we are here for at yeah. UFO Identified. We're here for the truth. Yeah. And a lot of people who have contacted us who have been through regression therapy before have not had a very good experience of it. Um, have felt that it's either evoked something that they actually didn't want to feel or experience again anyway, or actually just wasn't a great a great experience. So that's why we want to try it for ourselves so we can go and speak at conference to give our first-hand view of this is us, this is what happened, this is what we went through, and this was what the result was. See, well, I'm not looking for a specific result. No. I don't know if you were. I'm not looking for, well, I know this happened and I want proof of it. I'm not looking for no. a specific result. What I get is what I get. Mm -hmm. So I'm Indeed. going to be disappointed. And I think sometimes someone that's gone through regression did get the answer they wanted. So they've been disappointed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to dismiss something that you're disappointed with. Whereas Definitely. we're going to we're not expecting answers. We're not expecting it to be outlandishly wild. And you no, know, I was on a spaceship with Tom Hardy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're all abducted. We're away for a fortnight. Nobody knew. We're mm -hmm. not expecting that. I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. I just want answers. Mm -hmm. And to be able to put that forward as an yeah. investigation report and a talk, it, it would be, because we all do a little bit at the conferences. Yeah. We all speak about our research, what we've been doing, what we've been looking at. And I'm really excited about this, but it's getting really hard to find a therapist who's willing to do it. Yeah. We have put the shout out out there on social media before and not really got much from it so um we're hoping if we put the shout out on um our podcast today that we will have someone who would be interested in helping us through that piece of research I mean, so, I think, uh, we don't have to name the therapist he doesn't have to no. be named he, no. can, he or she can stay completely anonymous mm -hmm. if that's how they want to do it they don't have to be included in or talk because it's not going to be like actively published paper that's put in some science or psychology magazine it's for our conference yeah it's with respect to what we do mm -hmm. so they don't it has it can be anonymous from there yeah from there obviously we would check out credentials yeah before we followed down that road because i don't really think i want to be hypnotized with somebody that's not no. Or a guy from that's not 
And um, I'm, if I'm honest, I'm not totally convinced that someone can hypnotise me. See, I was, I was of the same, but it's worth a go. Oh, well, in totally, I'm, I'm worth it, worth rolling with it for sure. Um, but do I believe that some of these people that you see on the telly who've been hypnotised to walk around waddle like a chicken is real? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I need to experience it for myself and see if yeah. it works. Um. So please get in touch um, if anyone is interested in uh, in supporting us with that. Uh, so, um, um, see what they think about the the Rolling Con Roadshow. That yeah. would be get some feedback on that and to see if we would have enough interest to be doing it. Yeah, I think it would be really good to to do that Rolling Roadshow kind of thing and see how see how we get on because we always have really good turnouts for conference and for sky watches and for the meetings and stuff and i think it surprises us as a group sometimes we think oh god we're going to turn up and they'll just be us sat there twiddling our thumbs and actually we're always pleasantly surprised by the different people that we meet and um uh-huh yeah we had to get extra chairs to the liverpool one and hopefully now that the weather is improving a little bit, we'll be getting back out with the sky watches because I know we over the winter we have had a few that have been cancelled due to thunder and sh snow and rain and gales and all kinds of things. Um, so hopefully now that the weather's changing, we can get out there and I do to get out this week if we can because the planets are in alignment this week. Yeah. Which could be quite interesting for and for anyone who's not been one on one of our sky watches they're proper kick ass because not only do we watch the sky and have a good banter with everybody but we also do tea coffee and hot dogs so what better than chatting and looking for aliens than having tea coffee and hot dogs too yeah it's always fun a great sales well, pitch did I hear you saying you were working on another article Yes, um, I've got one sort of under construction at the moment, um, which is, is based on some historical medical records that I have kindly been provided with um, from somebody who was deemed to be quite mentally unwell and was being treated for such, um, but who fully believed that what they were experiencing was some sort of communication with either paranormal or extraterrestrial type beings. Um, now this is dating back quite quite a few years ago, but I've um, I'm in the middle of reviewing those medical records and as a um, medical professional myself, I find it fascinating because a lot of what this patient had reported to the doctors and nurses is all recorded about the people she's seen, the conversations she's had with these beings, etc. So that's what I'm just starting to work on at the moment, which I think will be a really, really interesting oh, piece of work. Yeah. Um, sadly, I can't talk to, to the to the lady herself because she's very very unwell at the moment but um i have been in touch with her family who have also experienced some very strange phenomenon 
in their time. Um, and when I asked the daughter of the lady, um, do you believe that your mother was mentally ill or do you believe that your mum was experiencing something that can't be explained? She had no hesitation to say, my mother wasn't mentally sick. My mother was experiencing something that we have subsequently experienced since. And in the end, her mum, when she saw these things, just used to ignore them and turn her back on them and pretend that they weren't happening because she felt that was the only way to not be put back in hospital That's again. The stigma attached to Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean we're we're quite brazen about it everybody where I work well I say where I work but everybody where I work they tried to rub me yeah and I was actually have you seen this because we're in the paper on that one we've got articles out on that one mm -hmm. we've got a website on that and they're like oh right okay so you're not messing about then no no we take what we do seriously yeah, which is why we told a certain presenter, no, thank you. Yes. Because when they put into the email just a bit of fun, sorry, no. Well, this is fun for us because we enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And the meetings are fun and relaxed and chilled. We take our work very seriously. Mm -hmm. and, and the topic is serious and it affects people in a very, very serious way. And the impact on some people's mental health and well-being is absolutely tremendous. And it has a knock-on effect into people's lives and all because mm -hmm. it, it fundamentally changes their belief systems. Yeah. yeah. And that can walk a person to the core. How many reports have we had where we have comprehensive reports where we ask them, how did you feel at the time? And a lot of them are confused, scared. Yeah. I, I don't think, think anymore. How how does this affect? How will this affect you in the future? Well, I don't know what to think. Mm. It just it, it knocked people's boundaries, and uh, it can be quite profound for a lot of them, and mm. have life and consequences, which people don't seem to take very seriously at all. And then to be ridiculed for that, yeah, is even or deemed mentally ill. Yeah, I think someone summed it up very well at conference last year, last October, when we were talking about people who've experienced things and this lived experience and this trauma that can be brought about by what people experience. If somebody said to us, if you were to ring in sick to work tomorrow and say, I can't come into work today because um, I got um, attacked on the way home last night, some you know guy stole my handbag, bashed me over the head, and I'm in hospital. How flexible would you be with your member of staff? You'd be, oh, I'm so sorry, are you okay? Blah, 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 take as much time as you need. Someone rang you up and said, hi, I'm really sorry, but I can't come into work tomorrow because actually last night, these beings came into my room and they took me somewhere and experimented on me and I'm really traumatized and I don't understand what's happened to me and I can't can't make sense of it all. They're gonna be labeled the the crazy dude. They're gonna refer you to uh -huh. mentally tip up. Of course. Um and I, for me that just really made me think, wow, that that's exactly 
how people must think who have who have been experiences and I mean, the, the ridicule is just awful i mean we do get some, some reports and you think or you you see some reports and they're going into the wild somewhere and you're thinking yeah that sounds really like too outlandish and you're thinking mm -hmm. and you do get some people who make it up of course attention and you do get somebody who some people who fudge results or fudge the story embellish the story a wee bit that doesn't help either no it, it doesn't but we have interviewed and worked with some of these people who have experienced these things who are so profoundly affected and traumatized and <laughs> they have their physical health even affected by it these days and some and of them mammoth. professional people who the powers that be deemed to be reliable witnesses. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like, like, where do you go with that? And who do you talk to? Well, exactly. There's nowhere for people like that to go apart from, you know, the groups like we have. The conferences that we have the safe spaces that we can offer um but it's very difficult and we, we've had a few people come to our meetings who have been very reluctant to come and have sort of stood on the peripheries and actually once they've got used and comfortable to the people that are there and then they come out yeah then yeah. they come out with well actually i know you guys are not going to laugh at me now let me try and explain a little bit about what's happened to me and the relief that you can see off them by just being able to share their story in a space where people aren't going to think nutball yeah. is, is, is great and I'm glad we can provide that safe space for people so abs one of the things that we are doing as a group as UFO identified researchers is working on a book at the minute so do you want to let our listeners know what to expect with that yeah, we're doing a book. Um, it's it's a catalogue really of sightings, and it's it's UK sightings, um, different areas, different types of sightings. Um, the ultimate end of it, so the conclusions mm -hmm. are going to be in there as well. So. We're going through, I think, I, I'm not sure if we're, how we're going to put it out, whether it's going to be region by region by region or whether it's going to be type of sightings yet, but we're working, we're working hard on it. Ash is yeah. working hard on it. Yeah, I think Ash has beaten us on all the investigations. I think he's done like twice as many as we have at the minute. Yeah, well, the work's just got crazy. With COVID rising, there's been a lot of overtime that needs to be done yeah and i think a lot of people forget we do this in our, in our spare time after our you know regular jobs so yeah, there's, there's a lot to squeeze in when you add in all the research all of the investigations all of the arranging of various different meetings and you know as it comes closer to conference it goes bananas doesn't it there's there's a lot of yeah there's a lot involved. of and research to go into it and we've got to try and organize the the speakers and we're trying to get a speaker at least for 
the meetings and we're trying to set up another meeting. So that's going to be another night of the month that's going to be taken up, which it takes a month to put that together. Yeah. Well and truly. And finding a venue who's got a little area that they can set aside for us. Yeah. I press is kind of difficult because it's pretty much a party town. You're going to have to have it, but you have to have it close to hubs for transport transport hubs because mm. not everybody drives no. not everybody yeah so it's picking the places and trying to get the places and then trying to get them locked in and then publicizing yeah. trying to get somebody who's going to speak at it so or hopefully, hopefully the book will be published and ready in time for conference in october yep that's the plan um so I know you and myself have written books in the past so you know we know the stress and the strains and the time constraints that are involved with that so and the proofreading and the editing and uh, yeah so I'm glad we're doing this book as a group all together so we can yeah. bounce things off each other which is is much easier than writing one on your own so I think the last topic we're going to kind of touch on today, we're going to move away a little bit from the ufology. And when I was on the radio the other day at Liverpool Community Radio, we spoke with a, a gentleman who was very into his belief around the co code, mathematical code behind all of us that um, he believes dictates the way our life will go um so so you mean like numerology and repeating numbers and stuff yeah but um he very much looks at people that from when they're born and believes he is able to tell and pick out areas in their lifetime so he maps them from birth to 100 and he can pick up areas of you know austerity you know great joy things going well um, and he was really really interesting to listen to he, he's on the autistic spectrum and he sees life very much as number rather than anything else which was fascinating to listen to seeing patterns and things and yeah so I know you've had some patterns with numbers recently what's oh, been happening in your world the numbers it absolutely demented um it's like if I I've done it earlier tonight where I was had the TV on and I've hit pause and it's hit pause at 11 minutes and 11 seconds. Mm -hmm. I've been in at work, there's been a code shouted, I've looked at the clock and it's been 12-12. Right. Or 10-10. There's always seemed to be something happens where I've got to look at a clock and the numbers are repeating. And it is everywhere. It's in the car, it's at work. It's at home. I wake up in the middle of the night and it's 3.33. And this, that's been happening for months. Ah, so I think in the world of numerology, repeating numbers are seen as an amplification of energy. Yeah, it's like I'm waking up at 0202. Right. 3.33. Yeah. And then I wake up again at 4.44. Hmm. And then I'll, I'll get in the car and it'll be away to wait. It's just, it's ev it's everywhere at the minute. It's like everywhere. I can go months without seeing anything. 
And all of a sudden, it's just constantly repeating numbers. Wow. And and they're not the same numbers, though. They're just repeated numbers of whatever number it is. So it's not always 22, 22 or the number two. It's different numbers. It's different numbers. It'll be 11, 11, 10, 10. Yeah. 333 is a constant. That seems to be happening most nights. Right. Now, whether my body's just got into a rhythm of waking up at that time. Yeah. I don't know. There's nothing that seems to be waking me I mean, this house is weird at the best of times with its flashing lights and the bathroom door that opens by itself and the light goes on by itself. And I have to tell it to switch it off and it will do it. I mean, we both of us experience those things in our everyday lives and we just really don't pay much attention to them really anymore, do we? The strange So I'll go in the, I'll go in the kitchen and something's not where I left it. And I think Yeah. At one time I was like, Do you know what? I'm gonna set a camera up here and I'm gonna have this place watch and I'm gonna watch it all back. And now it's like, oh, just put it back. Yeah. And I'll just go put the room again. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't put the keys. I was like, Oh you got them, put them back. Do you verbalise that? Because I yeah. do sometimes. Yeah. More oh, so God. than, yeah, and I just go, for God's sake, will you stop doing that? Yeah. It's like I got up and the bathroom light went on, the door opened. I can't sleep with that light on. So I got up, switched it off, shut the door, got into my bed, the door opened, the light went on. So I got mm -hmm. up and I did it again, switched it off. So back into my bed, door opened, light on. I was like, oh, pack it and I'm not getting up again. And the light went out. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. told the words to sleep like it was absolutely nothing. <laughs> and it's yeah. got to that point where it's like, I know where I put my keys. I put my keys in the same place every time. I'll come down the morning, they're gone. I'm like, enough. Put yeah. them back up where I can find them. And then I'll go brush my teeth, do something else, and they'll be bang in the middle of the kitchen counter. It's literally just happened to me with my passport. So I've just cancelled my passport because my passport disappeared. Have scoured the house up and down for the passport. No passport. And I just thought, oh, well, it's gone. gone from wherever it was. So I cancelled it. And, and as luck may have it, it actually ran out in March anyway. So no great shakes. But today I walked into the lounge and on um, the side table with the telly above it, there for all to see. Where's my passport? Yeah. And and it's been, I've been looking for it for probably nigh on two months. And today it just decided to make an appearance. Yeah. But did you ask the house to give it back? Um, No, I didn't actually. Sometimes I do do that, but I, no, I didn't. I just, it pissed me off in the end. And I just thought, oh, what, whatever's with you. And I knew it was going to expire or has expired very shortly. So I thought, I'm not really going to pay much attention to it. And nine times out of ten when strange things happen and things move and I see things out the corner of my eye and everything, I don't even bat an eyelid anymore. But just recently, I think it's been getting on my nerves a bit more and I and I just verbalise it and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll just stop it. It's just it's when it interferes with the usual routine is when I'm like, pack it in. Because mm. the rest of the time it's like, no, I'll be... I'll get into my bed and I'll hear yeah. somebody walking across the hall and I know everybody's in bed. 
But I'll hear somebody walking across the hall and I'm like, oh, just get on with it. And mm. I'll just turn on the books because I'm just so used to it now. It's just, it's just there. Yeah. I know. It, it, it is. that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not sure. And I think but, for anyone who doesn't sort of like have that connection, it would freak most people out to the core if they heard what we hear and saw what we hear. And yet yeah. we don't bat an eyelid over it anymore because it happens so frequently, I think, that y you'd never rest. No, you'd be you in just... a permanent state of alarm. Yeah. And now like... it's a norm. Yeah, I mean, luckily it's not been anything. I mean, you watch some of these paranormal survivor and stuff, and the one I watched recently that was really good was uh, Paranormal 911. Mm -hmm. And these are policemen, firefighters, soldiers, all professionals that have had experiences. Mm -hmm. And some of them have like, yeah, I, I, I won't go into that building ever again. Or some of them have quit and taken another job. Some of them have moved districts because they can't deal with that. Yeah. Because it's been so extreme. And you see some of them and it's like, there's things flying off shelves at them and there's cupboard doors slamming. I mean, I've had that in a house mm -hmm. before, but what I'm getting now and for the last few years has not been violent or disturbing. It's I'm not waking up. I mean, occasionally I wake up with a scratch or a bruise, but that could be anything. Mm -hmm. That could be I've got up for the middle of the night and banged my elbow on the way through and not noticed. Or something I've done at work where I haven't noticed. So I don't really put much stock in yeah. that. It's not like I've woke up and gone, oh, no, I've got like three big scratches across me or my back's thing and there's three big scratches. There's nothing that kind of violent with it. No. So whether it's just we've just got used to it and don't notice it mm -hmm. or just take it as take it for granted that's what it is so they've learned to live with us as, as well as we've learned to live with them yeah i think that's exactly it yeah. because we've acknowledged their existence and we occasionally speak until it just stop pissing about uh -huh. it's got as used to us as we've got used to them yeah they know how far we can be pushed before we get mad yeah. <laughs> it's like well they'll start with the lights when yeah. we talk about stuff so i no longer turn that light on when i'm talking about stuff because i know it'll do it to annoy me uh-huh and how many times when we've been to our meetings at the pub have we had swinging lights flashing lights all kinds of funny things that go on with the lights and stuff yeah we're just like oh you're there okay one of us has brought something. Yeah. <laughs> or something the to say hello. I know. Well, we will bring our episode of being down the rabbit hole to a bit of a conclusion for tonight, but we will look forward to having our listeners join us over the next couple of episodes. We've got some really, really great um, women guests coming on and booked in. Um, so thanks, Abs. And anyone out there who's not checked out UFO Identified before, um, all of our stuff is on all of our different um, social media platforms. 
and um, everything is on www.ufoidentify.co.uk. All of our research articles, meetups, anything you want to know is on there. And hopefully within the next month, you will see conference tickets coming out for October this year. We always have early bird offers on. So um, the sooner you buy your tickets, the better the deal you get. And we also offer VIP tickets as well, where you are seated at the front of the arena and you get a nice little goodie bag and T-shirt and stuff. So keep an eye out for all of those bits of information. And we will see you on the next episode of Women of the Dark. And also, mm. what I would like to say is, if they want to put forward suggestions for topics, please feel free. Because we don't yeah. do this for us. We do this for the people who are listening. Absolutely. Well so said. they want us to have a look at, let us know and we'll do what we can. Brilliant. And on that note, we shall sign off. So good night to everybody. Good night, all. Good night, Natalie. See you soon. Bye-bye.